On episode 47 of DevTalk, I speak to Samer Mansour about the Xamarin community and Xam Expert Day. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Samer Mansour. He works as a lead mobile engineer under the umbrella of the first prototype that he started. Hello, Samer. Hey, Kerry. How's it going? Very good. Uh, we're evening here already. You are in Canada, right? Yes, I am. It is 3 20 p.m. here, so it's pretty okay. good. Okay, so the Eastern time zone. Yes. Uh, you are active in the Xamarin community, and uh, you just told me you listened to the event we had hosted. Now we're recording on Sunday, October 4th, and the event was two day days ago, October 2nd, which was the Xamarin Expert Day. How did you like it? I, I really enjoyed it. I appreciate the fact that you guys publicized it a little bit so people knew about it ahead of time. It was still on a weekday, so it was hard to catch all the episodes, but it was great. You had a really good lineup of speakers, and there was some very interesting and some really new content too, which was exciting, obviously, as a Xamarin senior to see new content and learn from people. I'm glad you liked it. We we were targeting more of the European audience because we this was the fifth uh, time we've done the event and it was always in person. And this time we thought we we well we were planning a little bit. We had already reserved something at Microsoft in Cologne, and then we decided to just uh, not take any chances and do it all virtually. And it turned out to be. Well, a completely different event, but it, it has advantages and disadvantages. And, and one of the advantages was that we well, we had the speakers from all over and we also had audience from all over, but we still stuck to that Central European time zones. Was, was that a problem for you? Yeah, as I mentioned, I mean, first of all, it was great that you guys stuck with what you guys had to do. You know, definitely it makes more sense to... Um, attract people from your own time zone because there's people that you guys connect with and that you guys know personally. Everyone else that you guys get is just a plus, you know. Um, yeah. It's on it's on every other community to create their own expert day. And uh, but, but yeah, you know, obviously there were some challenges because I was at work or like at home doing work, <laughs> and uh, you know I wasn't able to catch all of them. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we so we peaked at about like over 150 live viewers at, at one point, and uh, that was more than we ever had in person. But I don't know how many of those were just open browser tabs or something like that. But you were actually watching. <laughs> we got comments in on YouTube, so so people were watching. Yeah, it's not just uh, people were watching at that time. It's also like so many people watched after the event was over because you guys. I made it available almost immediately on uh, on YouTube. You know, like you guys got thousands of views. So even though everyone was not live at the same time, like you know, people were able to, especially me, for example. <laughs> yeah. I was able to, you know, uh, if if I joined an event that was midway, I could just go scroll twenty minutes before <laughs> and know what he's talking about, you know, and then and then continue. But yeah, it was it was great. <laughs> like you guys had a good lineup um you know I, I i appreciated a lot of them you know we can go through each of them if you want i mean uh i loved how you guys even talked about the history about how like you guys started in uh thomas's backyard <laughs> and there were like mm -hmm. a few of you you know uh, that was that was really nice to see and 
and and like it's also amazing that you guys got sync fusion to uh give up three commercial licenses which is awesome you know like three commercial licenses quite a bit yeah they they used to they, they've sponsored every uh, every one of our events so far and they used to always pay for all the catering and uh so this was the first time um that the, that it, that was not the case but but they've been with us all this time so yeah. thank you to Syncfusion and to the other sponsors also. How do you personally know Tobias, Gerald, and Glenn? Like, I know you guys are in different countries. Like, how do you guys know each other? Well, so Tobias well. is in my country, but well, I, I went to the, I was a speaker at the first three uh, events. And the, the third one was one where, where I was organizer myself. And they, they asked me, and I, I was basically one of the, the two Zemran MVPs in Germany. And the event is in Germany, so I, I guess that's that's how that how that happened. And actually, I approached them to see if I could take their brand and uh, have a version of the event in Munich, because I think the the community is bigger there, um, because mm. also because Microsoft Germany is in Munich, so and that w went really well. And uh, but but we've moved back to Cologne now, um, but. Maybe this year we would have done something again, but then then Corona hit and everything went different. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and and uh, I had Gerald on this show here before. I, I met him in a Starbucks in Seattle, actually, uh, which is so cliche. <laughs> um, and I, I approached him because he had Xamarin stickers on his notebook, and <laughs> and uh, then I was oh I know you from Twitter. <laughs> That was that was really fun, but of Very course cool. this was the the Microsoft MVP summit there, and that's why we were, we were both there. But it was just uh, we were both jet lagged, and it was much too early in the morning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I heard there's so many uh, Starbucks in in Seattle. Like there's four on the same crossroads. So, yeah, like, it's amazing that you guys actually got to meet each other at a Starbucks. <laughs> It was, uh, it was of course the the Pike Place, not the original one, but uh, the one right in the on that famous famous sign there, right at that famous uh -huh. sign. So I, I guess it's a big tourist attraction. That must have been it. Cool. But so, which session did you like the best? Tell me. I mean, we can go through each one of them. Like uh, James Clancy, I had been watching James Clancy before he uh, live streams quite a bit. And he even live streams like gaming. So if you're if you mm -hmm. joined him on Discord, you can see <laughs> you get a message every time he starts live streaming. <laughs> so it's easy to catch him live streaming on Twitch. But okay. I was surprised that he's grown so much hair. And he did mention that at the beginning of his podcast. He was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I know my hair. It's, it is pretty long, the COVID hair. Yeah. And he I, he was the 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 only one who had like a perfectly um produced video stream coming coming to us you know usually mm -hmm. uh, people had the the camera and they had a separate stream for their screen and then mm -hmm. we would mix that and for him it was everything was like <laughs> crazy crazy yeah. uh level of of technology there that was <laughs> impressive yeah, he's he's really like his the audio quality is always good and his streams uh like he's got it down he's he's, got, he's definitely got live streaming down yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, i mean it was nice to see comet you know coming along and uh it was nice that he you know portrayed what it looks like it, it 
I feel like Comet definitely needs a lot more community help than it's getting. Initially, when it started, it got some sort of, um, you know, some sort of traffic. There were some PRs coming through. Uh, you know, I tried to help out a little bit. Um, so the, the thing with Comet that I feel, and I've, you know, put in an issue in February now into the Comet project, is that if you are using an Android device and you're, you know, um, you're coding and you try to hit save and, you know, it refreshes, if you try to change a page, like if you go to like a different fragment or a page, it will crash the app. And so that particular bug has not been fixed since February and the issue is still there. Um, but, you know, otherwise I was looking to actually use that in, um, in an app that I was creating. And so mm-hmm. I was trying to, you know, fix it myself, but I just couldn't figure it out. So I was like, okay, let me just, you know, create this issue, leave it there and see if anyone's picking it up. And I haven't seen anyone pick it up. So if anyone's listening, you're looking for stuff to contribute to, definitely uh, Clancy's Comet GitHub repository. I would highly recommend it. I'll link to that. Could, could you explain what it is? Okay, yeah, here, let me share a link with, to it as well. So, yeah, well, I, I I know the project or what it does. I'm just for the viewers who don't or listeners who don't know uh, Comet or haven't haven't had the chance to look into it. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, let me get you tell you the exact um, repository. But if you just search Clancy Comet GitHub or GitHub.com/slash/Clancy C-L-A-N-C-E-Y/slash Comet, mm-hmm. uh, you'll get to this repository, which is essentially uh, what he was presenting in on the Xamarin Expert Day, it is a um, a Flutter version of Xamarin. So it's it's really beautiful. You know, you're coding in C sharp, and you make changes. You hit save, and it actually shows you the changes on your device or on your emulator or simulator. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, and this is uh, it's it's it follows the MVU pattern which is like a newer pattern that, you know, Swift UI is using and, um, yeah. and Flutter is using. So it's, it's, you know, it's pretty nice and it's pretty forward looking in terms of front end uh, UI architecture. Okay. Yeah. And this is, well, it is rumored at least that some of this code is going to end up in .NET MAUI, right? Exactly. Exactly. And, and it should, you know, if it, um, if it doesn't have any bugs, like I would highly recommend um, it going into .NET and actually being used, uh, because essentially Xamarin, you're able to create it using so many different ways. You know, Xamarin apps, you can mm-hmm. uh, create it using Xamarin Native, using Xamarin Forms. Inside Xamarin Forms, you can use, uh, you know, only C Sharp for UI. You can use XAML for UI. You know, and this will be like a different way of creating UI, of uh, like code for UI, and it's. Uh, you know, really beautiful to when you look at it. It's uh, you like <clears throat> you really want to build apps when you look at it. <laughs> You're like, oh, yeah. this is so beautiful. You know, you kind of love coding with it. Okay, yeah, I I will link to uh, well, I link link to all of the presentations, and I'll link to um, to Comet also. Yeah, and then uh, you know we can go over the next one like Conrad. Um, did you have anything about Clancy's um, library? Do you want to no. talk about it? So, or we can... so the okay. thing, if you're an organizer, uh, is that you don't get that much of the content of those sessions. 
and I thought it would be better virtual, but it was not that much better. Um, <laughs> it was, um, well, with with the, the in-person event, it was that we had two tracks and you kept going back and forth and then you, there was always something to organize or something was missing or you had to run around. Mm-hmm. And here it was, uh, you're watching watching the stream then you're communicating with with the other organizers to see what what has to be done and i was watching the stream more with the the mindset of is is this the the right experience for everyone and not following the content so i <laughs> yeah i missed i i didn't learn much new on friday unfortunately but i i can yeah. go back and watch it all now yeah that's that's fine we can go over each of them um, sure. And then, uh, like, the next one was Conrad. Uh, I, I don't remember their entire names. Um, let me, I can search up. Conrad Mueller, I think that was, that Mueller, was his yeah. name. Was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he went over paths and essentially creating objects with different shapes. And uh, like the, the thing I loved about his talk is that he, it was very practical, you know, and it wasn't stuff that I actually played around with. It was fairly new th- uh, stuff that has come out in Xamarin forms lately. And he showed people how you can actually build shapes the way you want it. You can fill those shapes with color. And uh, instead of always looking for objects on the internet, <laughs> because yeah. as a developer, you know, if, if I'm looking for a star, the first thing I'll do is I'll, you know, Google for it. I'll be like, okay, you know, let me see how to create a star. Okay, um, I have to add these credits to this you know to the creator of this ui you know however you know there is we have the technology already where we don't need to do that we can just get one of these stars fill it halfway fill it full and you know have fancy designs inside them and so he really showed us how you can do that and you know and then he even talked about how you can use skia uh, the Skia library out there that's, uh, you know, that's developed and mm-hmm. maintained by a lot of people, including like Matty LeBeau from South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, he talked about how the performance improvement. So he was, you know, quite knowledgeable about this stuff. And, uh, you know, that was really nice as well. Like I, I learned a lot in that particular um, event. And then um, th- there was a uh, Daniel for a tiny MVVM. Mm-hmm. I've used a, uh, I've used apps in the past, like I've developed apps in the past that used tiny MVVM. Oh, cool. And so actually seeing over there, that was super cool. I was like, wait, this is the guy. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> you guys actually got the creator of tiny MVVM to, you know, speak at this event. That's, that was really nice. And then, uh, you know, he, it was also kind of practical and he talked about why he introduced tiny MVVM, um, uh, you know, he like why he, even though there were options out there, what was the purpose of it? So that was nice. Like he wanted to create something very lightweight, f- specifically for Xamarin Forms, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then he showed it in the project that he was working, and so you know that was uh, all, also pretty nice to to hear him speak. Yeah, yeah, and then um, oh, by the way, what what like what software were you guys using for video management? That was really nice. Like. You know, you guys were appearing whenever you wanted to. I'm like saying, oh, you have a, a technical issue. 
Uh, yeah, fortunately, we didn't have that many of those. I, I mean, it, it, I I thought it went better than most most teams calls, where it's like, uh, oh, you're still muted, or uh, <laughs> it was called Streamyard, and okay. cool. um, we we actually paid. Uh, you have to pay if you want to remove their logo and things like that. Uh, but it wasn't that much. But it's more aimed at uh, people regularly publishing. And I think David Orton now mentioned that they use it for the community standups, also for .NET community standups. So you, it's a it's a website, and uh, yeah, well, you just the website asks if you, if you can share your your camera and microphone and screen. Mm-hmm. content and um it it went really smooth so it does all the work for you it has its limitations and there are i have like a, a list of, of features i would like for that <laughs> and yeah um but but it's it's really easy to use and it was it was it was actually a, a joy to use and um we were actually using pushing buttons at the same time from from different countries to, nice. to yeah it was it was it looked- stream it looked like it was a pretty expensive software. <laughs> you know, it looked really nice, and uh, you know, it was pretty well done. I, I really liked it. And that's that streamed directly to YouTube, then. Yeah. Oh wow! Cool. Yeah. Yeah. The whole process. So I'm working on an app that does some uh, video processing, just like mm-hmm. on the side. And man, that entire process is so complicated. Uh, yeah. You know, getting the streams in different formats and live streaming at the same time it's like it's it's very very difficult to do so yeah that's awesome especially without a time delay like you really uh, you know like it, it's very expensive to get software to do all of this stuff without a time delay right yeah yeah that's cool so the youtube was a bit, bit delayed after what we saw in Streamyard, but if you're in the Streamyard in the in Streamyard in the browser then you see everything in, in real time and that worked really well yeah very cool and it, it was it was the whole day was really a, a tense you know uh, <laughs> both both for the in-person event also for the for the virtual event it was like oh boy i hope nothing goes wrong or i hope this speaker wakes up early enough to, to join the stream <laughs> And uh, everything worked out great. So we really relieved afterwards. Yeah, I, I think that was awesome. I, I'm surprised there were only 150 at watching at the same time because you guys got a lot of um, like comments too. Yeah. So it was yeah. 80 likes uh, and 150 live viewers. So that's, I guess people were watching. Yeah. I think it's like it's like a 2,500 views uh, by now. By now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah I yeah. haven't looked. Yeah. Anyway, so moving moving on, uh, we can uh, talk a little bit. I, this is just my experience with uh, what I what I saw. So obviously, like you know, you guys should definitely watch it. It's still available. Uh, if you go to Gerald, uh, I don't know what his last name, how it's pronounced, but I think it's Vers Luis. Vers Luis. But, okay. but I, I will post the link. So okay, yeah, just go ahead and watch it. Like it's you know it's available and it's really nice uh to watch the whole thing and even see what people are commenting on the side yeah um, he split it up into separate videos now so you can you can watch them separately yeah. you don't have to go through eight and a half hours of scrolling yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay and so uh moving forward th- then you guys had damien talk about um cake and uh, damien's a really nice guy he's polish 
and uh, he's an MVP there as well, and very, very connected and knowledgeable. And he talked about using Cake along with Xamarin. Cake essentially helps you uh, use C Sharp, I believe, for uh, yeah. creating uh, CI/CD pipelines. And so he went through the whole thing, and it was very informative, uh, especially like you know when you when you're transitioning to becoming a senior developer, one of the things that you learn is that you really need to know about the whole ecosystem that you're working with. So if you're doing Xamarin, you know, all these other support ecosystems out there that can be used along with this framework that you're working on. And so what he did was pretty advanced stuff. Like it takes quite a bit of time and like practice to figure that stuff out. So, you know, him sharing with everyone is, is pretty amazing uh, by mm -hmm. itself. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then he, he talked about using it with Azure Pipeline. So obviously um, if you have done some work, uh, you know, in the past, using Azure Pipelines is a paid feature. Uh, so you get Azure DevOps by itself, but in order to use Azure Pipelines, you have to pay quite a bit of money. Um, compared to like stuff like GitHub Actions, it's free only for um, um, it's free for public repositories, but private repositories also you have to pay for. So okay, uh, the Azure pipelines though, the one thing that's amazing is that you get unlimited pipelines. So you, you know generally it's like oh you only have a certain number of minutes, but that's not the case with the pipelines. You have as many minutes as you want, but if you want more than one CPU runner, you have to pay a, a little bit extra. So it's it's really useful tool, very very nice. And you know he showed us how to use it. Uh, so that was, that was really really cool. Yeah. So I, I think the, the the name Cake came from because it was like the mother of all build tools was Make, and then I, I think maybe I don't know what came after if if. Uh, well, there are lots of other build tools, but then there was Fake, which was the F sharp <laughs> make, and then Cake is the C sharp make. So, oh, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, that that, that was really nice. And then, uh, and then you guys had Alexandre uh, or, or Alexandre or Alejandre. I'm not sure what I'm, his name is. My Portuguese is not so good. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. I mean, I've I've heard him speak in the past too, and I've done some work with accessibility as well. So I I'm always interested in accessibility. And you know that was really nice. He like showed us how he uses the phone. So a little bit of background, if you don't know about Alexandre, he is um, he's he's a regular speaker of Xamarin, and he is uh, he's um, I think they say he's a non-sighted user. So he, uh, you know, um, his vision is like us. You know, um, he doesn't allow it to be an uh, a disability. You know. And so yeah. using using stuff like mobile apps and, you know, if you and I as developers build these apps in the proper way, um, his, you know, vision does not become a disability anymore. Like not having vision doesn't become a disability anymore. And so just like people who are colorblind, like I am, you know, there are tools out there that allow you to see stuff even that are not visible for people who are, um, <clears throat> who are not colorblind, who, who are colorblind. So you know, just yeah. making a few tweaks can really open up this whole new world for people. And so accessibility is a really, really important feature. And so he kind of showed us how 
to you know make those few changes like um, if you have an image um, make sure that you add a content description to those images uh, because no one knows what those images are otherwise it'll just say what the uh, the image path is so if you have a, a cross button you know um, if you don't add a description it'll say I see underscore close PNG <laughs> you know that's obviously yeah. not a good experience so a really a really good talk I highly recommend that one as well and then um, and then we had Kodrina, which I, I, I really appreciate you guys, you know, bought in Kodrina. I, I was like, where's the, uh, you know, where, where are the minorities at, <laughs> you know? And so th that was really good. Uh, you know, I, I hope to see more women in the future as well. Like we, we don't have that many women who are speaking at events in the technology space. However, you know, I noticed in Latin America, like I went to speak at, Xamarin, the, the Monkey Fest, Latin America in Colombia. And mm -hmm. there were a lot yeah. of women speakers there. And as a result, there were a lot of women in the crowd as well, you know? And so it's it's very important to to have, you know, to uh, to have more representation in, uh, in our events and, you know, to give people a chance to speak, uh, you know, especially like in America, like it's very important to, for uh, black people, you know, to, to speak and you know to be involved and th that way you can attract other people as well so that, that was really nice in my opinion to see yeah uh, well, and... she she was there in, in the the in-person event last year and uh there we had three female speakers last year i think and this year only two um handed in sessions and one of them uh couldn't make it so that was oh. a bit of a shame but but yeah, yeah. It is, they are underrepresented. It is a shame that you see so many male attendees at these conferences compared to women. Yeah. 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 There was a, there was a picture running around recently where they took a picture at a conference and they highlighted, you know, they put a marker on all the men in the conference and they showed like how many women there were. And I saw like, that one. Yeah. <laughs> like on an escalator. Really Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that picture. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a pretty sad thing, and you know, it's all of us, like me included, you know, that are responsible for such stuff, and um, and like especially in the tech community, because you know, when you work with diverse teams, you realize that diversity brings a lot of value into your product, and uh, you know, there's there's so much value in having a more more diverse. Uh, point of view opinions you know contributions and uh and yeah like it's you know it's definitely important yeah yeah so uh, kodrina spoke about chatbots and man <laughs> when she you know presented it she made it look so simple it was like in like 10 minutes you she had a chatbot sample and it was you know chatting with her and you know you realize how easy you know, these tools have made it for us as developers to build products you know uh, stuff that would have otherwise seemed so complicated like building a mobile app first of all by itself sounds super complicated hmm. for ios and an android and then you have you know a mobile app that uses a chatbot to communicate with the user and you know it, it was like very cool because she used the I believe it was the Azure bot framework. And it, a lot of, it has a lot of like GUI tools, you know, like 
oh, okay, you know, choose this, select that, select this. And like, it has really been made so easy for us to uh, build cool stuff. And so like, I'm always excited about things like that that make my job easier, <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. So here, for example, at uh, the first prototype, we do a lot of stuff, you know, where develop um, companies come to us and they're like, hey, you know, we want to build this out. And then, you know, me and my partners, we help the company build the product for them. And so stuff like this, you know, when a company comes to us, we'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, there's this amazing tool and, you know, it's called Azure Framework. And we there's this video, you can watch it. It's Xamarin is the best framework to use for a bot framework, you know, so mm-hmm. Uh, videos and presentations like this can really um, help boost the Xamarin ecosystem in general, you know, and yeah. uh, so that was really nice to see. Uh, and then a lot of people were talking about um, Hussein Abbasi's control templates presentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got a lot of hype. Like he, obviously, you know, the UI looked really nice. <laughs> Hussein's really talented. I've uh, he, he does some work with Flutter too, which is pretty cool. And he has a lot of blog posts about Xamarin. And so uh, he essentially showed how, it, you know, you don't have to reuse UI. You can use the same UI. And um, the cool one of the cool things that he showed was how he reused a UI where, uh, you know, when he tilted the phone in, um, in landscape versus portrait, the UI looked different. The data that was presented was different, but it was very similar. And so he was able to provide that different experience, but at the same time, the amount of code that he had to write was extremely less. So mm-hmm. like that was really nice, really cool to see, and you know what he was doing. Um, I, I liked uh, that presentation too. And then finally, there was Dan Siegel. Dan Siegel is a uh, a veteran now in this open source community. Um, he was he was talking about essentially devops and uh, some of the stuff that he built like he's he's done a lot of cool stuff like he um he i think he's the one who created the xamarin build tools i'm not sure i know uh, he he works on prism yes right? he's definitely yeah. uh, like the maintainer and creator of prism and um but essentially like if you want to implement uh, CICD on like a very minute level where, uh, you know, you don't have any of your secrets in the app and it's all uh, stored in like environmental variables so that none of your developers know any of those secrets. It's all like, um, you know, um, in your, for example, if you're using App Center, it's all in those, you know, additional environmental variables. So like, He's done a lot of cool stuff. And so, you know, he was essentially showing uh, some of the stuff that he was building. Um, and I didn't get to watch the entire one for his. Uh, but, you know, after his was um, the .NET MAUI with uh, David Ordnow. And, you know, he was essentially talking about how we don't need to stop building Xamarin Forms apps. You know, <laughs> he's been talking about this so many times now. <laughs> or everyone keeps asking him, hey, since Maui's on, on the corner, do we should we stay away from Xamarin Forms apps for now? You know, and he has the same yeah. answer: no. <laughs> it's going to be easy to migrate That's the apps. The, the short version of his his talk. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but, keep using Xamarin Forms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, David's an amazing guy. Like he, 
so well connected with the community. I, I haven't seen that with Flutter or um, React Native where like a PM from those companies actually reaches out so much, as much as he does. Uh, you know, uh, like I try to follow, because we do cross-platform development at, at the first prototype. So I, I try to follow, you know, the different technologies out there and you don't get to see this level of input from uh, the company's PMs. And so his uh, surveys get a lot of responses and yeah. using those responses, they're able to make a lot of really good changes, you know, and yeah, like David is amazing. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. It, it was uh, really, uh, I, I really liked their presentation and uh, yeah. And it, he, he has a way of getting you excited about what's, what's coming, what they're up to. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Actually, um, he spoke at the Toronto uh, Xamarin Developer Day. There was like a, a Xamarin Saturday here in mm -hmm. Toronto. And yeah. he spoke at that about Comet. And uh, back then it was called something else, I think. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, he talked about it at that time. And that's what got me hooked to, you know, Comet and trying to help out at that time. But yeah, he's he's a pretty pretty nice guy. Was was that when everything was still in person or? Yeah, that? yeah, that was uh, okay. <laughs> definitely when everything was still in person. Uh, Zaman Saturday in twenty nineteen. Uh, when in twenty nineteen? I think it was August twenty nineteen. Yeah, August twenty nineteen. And they were thinking of having another one this year, obviously, because it was pretty successful, pretty nice. Yeah. But yeah, couldn't have it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, and, and that was the, the keynote. We finished with the keynote because uh, otherwise David would have been uh, in, ha, would have had to get up in the middle of the night to, to start <laughs> off the event. Which it would have been 2.15 2 a.m. for him Yeah, if, if he had done the first session. <laughs> yeah, there were, uh, there were some people yeah. talking about that. Um, like Dan was t talking about how he had to wake up at 6 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then well, he, think... he had the worst time zone for for the whole thing. I, I mean, at least Clancy, because he was so far away in Alaska, uh, we could <laughs> we could sneak him in. Uh, it was still Thursday for him when he was presenting, <laughs> and, and we were already up for a few hours <laughs> on Friday. Yeah, uh, now I understand. Now now I get it. Now I see why it was uh, set up like that. Yeah, it's like a ten-hour time difference, and uh, if if you start in the morning and go for ten hours, then it's, you know, at the end of the event, it was seven a.m. for him. Wow! Yeah. Wow! Yeah, but it was it was a good, um, you know, it was a good thing that you guys set up and you guys did. And I mean, I like the the length of it. You know, it was not like uh, multiple days, and I guess everyone you know got to speak and got their questions answered. So yeah, I, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, it was it was really rewarding. I I have to say, uh, even the the virtual one, like last year, uh, James Montemagno came and gave the keynote there, uh, which was really a, a great honor for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. But but I feel like it was it was uh, it was a great experience. But only the people that were there got to. Uh, got to experience it and and i guess you i'm okay if you want to watch james Montemagnol, there are lots of, <laughs> lots of opportunities to see him online but yeah i think it's always worth it seeing james Montemagnol in person 
I mean, if you say 2,500 views, I know people haven't, didn't, not 2,500 people were watching the whole video, but it's it's nice to see that you can reach more people and, and to hear hear feedback like yours, so, um, yeah. which you never would have attended, right? Yeah, 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 that's true. Unless you just happened to be in Europe at, at that time. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I like, I mean, honestly, though, like, I understand why people would pay to see James Wan Magno. Like the other day, I got um, I got an email from James Wan Magno. I was like, oh my god, I got an email from James Wan Magno. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe I should tweet about this. I should take a screenshot and tweet about this. Like, <laughs> hey, you know, after after so many years of doing Xamarin development, I finally got an uh, you know an email from James Wan Magno. <laughs> what was it about? It was the same thing I told you about. Um, we are uh, collaborating on the. Uh, the in-app review for Android. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, oh, uh, yeah. I guess like uh, the uh, viewers weren't, uh, the listeners weren't listening at that time. But yeah. Uh, so essentially, in-app reviews, native in-app reviews, was available on iOS since 2017. On, uh, but it was not available on Android since then. And recently, in August, uh, Android released a. A, like a newer version of a certain library that allows you to do native in-app reviews. Mm -hmm. And uh, that specific library that they put it in is called Play Core. So Android Play Core. However, the Play Core library has several features that are not supported by Xamarin. And so Xamarin made a decision uh, quite a while ago that they're not going to um, create a bindings library for Play Core. And so there were several people who tried to, you know, uh, create bindings libraries and it works for <clears throat> for several features. However, for the in-app review feature, you needed the most recent version. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I went to, when I heard about it, you know, because I follow um, the Android development subreddit. So it's just, you know, for native Android developers. So you find, yeah. you hear all the latest news. When I heard about it, I was like, okay, you know, Xamarin can do anything that native Android developers can do. So how do I implement this? And then I found out, you know, about PlayCore and not having a bindings library. And I found this uh, this gentleman, his name is Patrick Getzman. So you can oh. look at the stuff that he did. Do you know Patrick? I actually met him at Xamarin Expert Day. He's, he's uh, in, from Germany, I think, yeah. Oh no way! Yeah, very cool. Small world. <laughs> it is a very small yeah. world. So you can you it can is. look at the stuff that he did on GitHub.com/slash/patget, um, mm -hmm. and you know, like I had to dig through quite a bit for for this. And he had a PlayCore bindings library, but it was an older version, like I said. So I was like, you know, I don't want to really create stuff from scratch. Like, I don't want to be like you know an outsider. This guy's already been doing some stuff like this. Let me just try to help him out. So. Mm -hmm. um, I followed uh, Jonathan Dick, uh, John Dick, who came on the podcast last week. You know, I, I love that guy. So much respect for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was at one of his uh, one of the events that he, where he spoke about, uh, and it was recorded online, obviously, about how to create bindings libraries for iOS and Android. And so, <laughs> I was three weeks late on. No, I was not three weeks late, I was late on a uh, something that I had to submit. And I was like, hmm, how can I like procrastinate even further? <laughs> so I was like, hmm, this issue that I created on Patrick Getzman's um, 
uh, you know, GitHub saying that, hey, uh, we need to implement uh, like the version 1.8 of the PlayCore library so that we can get in-app reviews. This has been open for 20 days now. <laughs> mm -hmm. How hard can it be? Let me just try to figure this out. So, you know, it's it's evening and I'm like, okay, I'm determined to do this. I have uh, Jonathan's, um, you know, video that that I attended in person. So like, I'm gonna follow this video and I'm gonna create the bindings library. And lo and behold, four hours later, I am seeing the in-app reviews, you know, on um, on Android. I was like freaking out. I was like, whoa, what? I actually implemented it. And then uh, I looked at Patrick's bindings library and I saw that it was very, very similar to the one that I had created. So I was like, you know, if it's that similar, let me just go ahead and create a PR. So I created a PR he accepted it and then um obviously there was like certain back and forth uh, people testing it and you know we got it merged and then i reached out to uh, james Montemagno. so he has the merge conflict podcast mm -hmm. that has a discord channel <laughs> and so um i you know i messaged him personally and i was like hey uh, by the way you know i implement i know that you have the store view plugin that does this for ios uh android just you know, does it started doing it as well. And we have like, you know, this thing on a NuGet package, uh, would you be interested? And he was like, yeah, sure, you know? And so he implemented it and, you know, like um, that's where we're at. So it's still in review in his store review plugin, okay. but um, you know, there's a few things like it doesn't work if you don't have a pro guard. And so we're trying to remove the need to have a pro guard um, and, and Initially, when when I tested, I did not really test it with you know the linker and shrinker settings and compiler settings set to you know the mm -hmm. extreme, and so uh, you know when people tested it, they found out that they we need to implement that. So we're trying to uh, figure out how to remove that requirement so people don't miss it. You know, sometimes if you don't add the pro guard on a, on Android, um, people can just miss it out. So we're we're trying to see the smoothest way. But yeah, yeah. that's coming up soon. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I will link to that too, or maybe if it if it doesn't make the publication of this episode, then I'll link to it afterwards, um, so you can come back here. Well, uh, but this this was all re really interesting. I, I I didn't know where today's episode would go. Uh, we we also had another topic lined up, but I guess we're going to have to save that for next time. But thank you so much for the for the feedback, and uh, also thank you for contributing to the community. Oh, no. I mean, you know, honestly, I would love to talk to you about like more things. I know that you do a lot of stuff with connected apps. I don't know mm -hmm. if you've uh, you've got a chance to read the article that I wrote on NFC and Xamarin. I have not read that, I believe. Um, so essentially, um, I will we, link we to end, it. <laughs> we, we can end with this as well. So uh, I don't know if you know Frank Boer. He's I think he's French. He has a plugin no. um, for NFC. So um and maybe if you just google nfc xamarin like one of the first articles that come up will probably be um okay. yeah and essentially like i talk about how and why xamarin is the best way of creating nfc apps like you know put all of the other ways aside like xamarin is definitely like the best way of uh creating nfc apps so yeah that you might enjoy uh reading about it cool i will link to that too thank you yeah. And uh, so what are you up to next? <laughs> I guess like, 
I guess uh, right now I am uh, trying to finish up that uh, bindings library for um, you know for the stuff. And besides that, uh, the, for the in-app reviews, and you know really try to uh, get people to actually use it because I know a lot of people who could take advantage of it. You know, a lot of apps they yeah. don't have really good reviews, and so it's like simple to get reviews whenever people or are. Or they write their own, right? <laughs> no, like, so for example, one of the apps that I had, it had like 1.1 on the app store, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, then, I like, didn't mean, didn't mean write their own reviews. They, they oh, write their own, yeah. own thing to how, how do you like this app or, uh, and then they yeah. lead you to the store, right? Yeah. And, and so yeah. like, you know, I've had, uh, I, I try to give talks, uh, quite a bit and uh, I usually try to have different talks every time, like different topics. Mm -hmm. um, you know, in uh, in Colombia, I spoke about hooking up Raspberry Pis to Xamarin apps, and that was really nice. I I haven't actually made a video about it or written an article about it. Hopefully, one day, maybe I might. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it it isn't uh, like they didn't record it, so I, I can't really share it with people. But yeah, like you know, just I, I love sharing new cool stuff with people. So, uh, you know, if if you guys want, just go to like thefirstprototype.com and. Over there, you can go to like videos or uh, sorry, YouTube or blog, and you can okay. see like the different things that I've talked about, uh, you know, that I've created videos about. So, yeah, I guess like sky's the limit at this point. <laughs> cool. Uh, I will link to the first prototype too. Thanks. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Thank you, Carrie. I really appreciate the time and you know, this is great. Like, thank you for the consistency and, you know, the high quality of uh, episodes that you've been putting out. Wouldn't be possible without the guests. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.